Hi there, welcome back to Let's Talk Tottenham. For those wondering why I'm in a better mood, it's because I've had a few days to let this game pass me by and calm down. Uh, one all against Sheffield United. Unfair result, really, because Sheffield United should have won that game. They were all over us, had the better chances, played better, had a game plan. And the problems mount up for Pochettino and Tottenham. Um, we missed a playmaker in that game. Eriksen fits that bill, but you know he's not playing well and doesn't seem to want to play. Maybe so you can't always play him if he's not going to contribute. Although he does have moments in his games. Uh, VAR controversy again. Absolute joke that is. Just four minutes to make a decision on a hairline decision. Absolute joke when it was brought in for clear and obvious decisions. Down to 14th now. Six points off the relegation zone. Two London derbies, I think, next after the international break. And if we don't loot, win them, my God. Uh, so, yeah, more problems mounting up and there's something really needs to change. So, so, I'll be talking about the game, my thoughts of the game, which aren't going to be very positive, and what I think we need in January and what we need to do up until January to turn this around. Uh, so, begrudgingly and, like, <laughs> depressingly, let's talk Tottenham. Alright, so here we are. So before I start and moan about Tottenham and everything, let's first things first. Sheffield United deserved to win that game and they were far but the better team. Newly promoted team, undefeated, away from home. Chris Wilder's got them super drilled. Now exactly what they're doing. I mean, we didn't help matters by playing so slow so it's easy to defend against. But you could see their plan, which they must have scouted. Our full-backs go forward, our wide players don't track back. Uh, we don't have any protection in the middle of the pitch. In front of the defence, uh, Mousse, number 22 for them, I thought was played fantastically. I was quite relieved when he came off, although their game plan didn't change. Uh, their game plan, knock it into that space behind the full-backs, and if, if it's possible, over the central defence in, in the middle, uh, for Mousse to run onto it, uh, and then flood the box with players and get people forward. Uh, well drilled, good defensively. Uh, I mean... Good defensively, their goal came from an error where he passed it to Sun, but other than that, we didn't really create anything clear-cut. We had that one of Celso chance. Uh, but Sheffield United will be thinking that's two points dropped there, which, you know, with all due respect to Sheffield United, I, I personally think we, we're, we can beat anyone at home. Certainly teams who sit back, which Sheffield United do, sit back, play on the counter-attack. We used to put those teams to the sword. We used to get an early goal, start quick, press put them under pressure, not let them settle, get an early goal, put them to the sword, similar like we did to Palace. Uh, but it's been so long since that happened before. Uh, but anyway, yeah, and, and you know, the VAR decision, like we were at Leicester, very unlucky for Sheffield United there. And, and just a bit of a travesty, really, that it, millimetre offside, absolute joke. Uh, but that's the way the game has come to, with idiots making decisions and not knowing what they're doing. Having to prove a point that you know, I'll, you know, I can make the decision and and just do it for the good of good of the game, not the good of yourself. But yeah, Sheffield United, Chris Wilder, deserve a huge amount of plaudits for that game. Uh, regardless of how easy we made it for them, or how we helped, uh, they still have to play. And and you know, even though we didn't press for their their goal. Their confidence to knock it around for 23 passes, not panic, not hoot it long when it's not presented, presentable. Very well, good team. 
very good team and hope they do well. So before I go any further, let's talk about VAR. And I know it helped us out, uh, but it was an absolute shambles. Sat there for four minutes in the fucking cold, freezing, not knowing what's going on. All for the sake of literally a toenail. Now I know that, you know, Sun's goal against Leicester was chalked off for the same reason. But to be honest, it like I said last week, it's for clear and obvious errors. Like a millimetre, a toenail, a... a, a you know, an arm hair, a leg hair, is not clear and obvious. So really, Sheffield United's goal should have stood. And let's be perfectly honest here, they deserved a win. You know, they'll be going home thinking they've dropped two points and they should have got three. And, you know, we're going home thankful for a point when we should really be putting teams like that to the sword and, and you know, starting quick and getting a good win. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. But VAR... Sun's penalty appeal, I didn't think it was a penalty. Uh, but, you know, they've obviously, that didn't take that long. They've obviously had a little look, a couple of replays, okay, not a penalty, done. Like, the goal, like, f f from watching it live, well, not live, but on the replay, in real time, you could not tell. He looked completely onside, level. And, you know... But I said after the Suns goal against Leicester disallowed, if, if if it's consistent, then that's fair enough. Offside is offside. But, you know, the week later, Ayu scores a goal. It's a millimetre offside uh, for Crystal Palace, and that's given. And, you know, the Liverpool game yesterday, Salah was offside, and that wasn't even reviewed. You know, and that was marginal. That was marginal, but it wasn't even reviewed, you know. So where's the review there that takes five minutes? But anyway, that's for another story. Like Liverpool seem to be getting quite a lot of decisions here. But you know, they you know, you earn your luck. You play well. You attack teams. You earn your luck. So if that hadn't been given, they'd have just scored another one. So I'm not that bothered about that. But it's it's the principle of the fact that it takes too long to make decisions. It's not clear and obvious decisions. It's absolute ridiculous decisions. Uh, the net Sheffield United's equaliser. That 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 was VAR done correctly. They reviewed it to see if it was offside. It took less than a minute. Wasn't offside. Goal. That was it done correctly. Again, it's not a clear and obvious error because it, it wasn't like he was miles offside and looked miles offside. But that that's it done correctly, I think. And no complaints about that. But like I said, they deserved their win. And I don't really know what's going on with us at the moment. I think lack of confidence... Stale players, not the correct players playing, players who should be playing who don't seemingly want to be there, so you can't really play them. I think it's a combination of all, and, and I mean, it needs to be sorted out. We're 14th in the league, we're, we're six points off the relegation zone. We've got West Ham next after the international break, and I think Chelsea after that. You know, I mean, they're not going to be easy games. I know West Ham are struggling for uh, form at the moment, but that's not going to be an easy game. It's a derby, and Chelsea are scoring goals for fun, and we just can't concede, keep keep clean sheets. Uh, so it's worrying times, I think. And I hate to say it, but I think Pochettino is, is he'll end up getting fired if we're not careful. Although I did read today that Bayern Munich are making him their top target, and I just hope he hasn't got fed up and, and he's just wanting to leave. Regardless of where we are at the moment, Pochettino leaves, we are in a world of trouble. Who's going to come in and do better than he's done? Who's going to come in and, you know, 
do better than he's done by working under Levy's system. Who's going to do better than him not being able to spend any money? Yeah, I know he spent money on Undombele, but, you know, Pochettino wanted the clear out. He wanted Oria, Rose, Wanyama, a few others gone, Ericsson. And Levy has to get top dollar for these players when they're last year with a contract out of form and he has to get top dollar. And then in the end, they don't go. And then Pochettino's left with a team of people who think they're going or want to go. And then, you know, the fans moan at him for not being able to motivate them. Well, and, you know, maybe, maybe he shouldn't be playing them. But who do you bring in? Well, I've said it before, I'll say it again. Ericsson is the only playmaker we've got. And I think Sheffield United, we sorely missed him. But we, you know, easy to defend against. People don't make the runs without that type of player there in the system that we play because they know they won't be found. You look at Liverpool, they make the runs because they know the ball's going over the top into the channels. That's where they run. If the, if the balls weren't going into the channels, they wouldn't be making those runs into the channels. So without an Ericsson or a playmaker, I mean, La Celso had a few nice touches, but they weren't 50-yard passes. They weren't stringing the game together. They weren't running the game. They were nice, intricate passes, but we're all playing through the middle or, or intricate passes and pinging it out wide where there's a box full of players. There's no, there's no speed. There's no tempo. It's very side to side, back, back, back. Side to side again, up front, up up to the top, on the floor, slow in the middle, we're back to goal, ping it out wide and the cross gets dealt with. You know, there's no invention, no creativity, so either he plays Ericsson and Ericsson pulls his finger out, or January, playmaker, is the number one target and it's unacceptable if we don't get a playmaker. That's my assessment. And then in terms of the defence, we're missing that central midfielder like Dyer did it in 2016-17. Wanyama was fantastic as well. Don't go forward, just mop up, give it to people who can play and then tell the front four to go do their stuff. That's what we're missing. I think we're missing those two key players. I mean, we've got the playmaker. It's just he's out of form and does he want to play? But in terms of the central defence... I mean, Wanyama, since his injury, has just not been the player at all. Uh, Declan Rice is good, but, you know, he'll cost a fortune. And, you know, will he want to leave West Ham? Or they're above us. I wouldn't have thought so. But we need someone just to mop up there because we're getting carved open. Right, Sheffield United, Moose, like I said, their plan was to hit it, hit it, hit it and exploit where our... Um, Fullbacks have gone forward and where the people wide up, up top aren't tracking back. And it gets looped over Davies, who isn't quick. Uh, looped over Dyer. And into the channels for Moussa to run. And then Sheffield United pile forward, get people in the box and cause problems. It's, you know, without that player to mop up, it's just too easy to play against us. And like Winks is good. He made a change when he came on. We, we had a bit more oomph going forward. But it was still side to side. It was like driving for five, ten metres, then past the other side. It's not it's not creativity. It's not changing games. Uh, but Winks isn't that player. You can't really have a go at him for not you know creating goals. He's not that player. He, he's the holding midfielder who's allowed the licence to go forward a little bit. Sissoko's the same. Ndombele is the same. Although out of the three, Ndombele, I'd say, is more attacking. Though he had a very quiet game. I thought he was good against Everton. Uh, but we haven't got that one who just sits there and doesn't want to go past the halfway line. And, and you know, 
it just leaves our defence completely exposed, certainly for the ball over the top. And, and you know, they get past the, the, the midfield line there, the Sissoko, Undumbele, Winks, two out of the three. Then it's, then it's just four and the goalkeeper to beat. It's just too easy to carve through us. Um, so, yeah, I, th- I think we need these players, certainly, but the playmaker, certainly. You can get Dyer fit, he can play in that defensive midfield role, or you can tell someone like Winks did it against Ever- uh, Liverpool, sorry. He didn't move forward. Uh, Undumbele came on and then gave us a bit more impetus, but then we were 2-1 down by then, so Liverpool sat back. But against teams at home, we, we know this from five years previous and under the Redknapp era, like teams will sit back and play on the counter-attack to make it difficult to break down. We don't have any long shots apart from Lucas Moore in the 89th minute. That was our first long shot, I think. La Celso had one in the first half. But there's just no creativity there. It's just very boring. And, you know, you, you can guess how Tottenham are going to play now. And that's from a fan sitting there who's been watching them for the last few years in, in the ground live. So for teams who actually study this and, and watch tapes, it must be so easy to defend against because they know exactly what they're going to do. All they need to be, be is well drilled. Look, Palace was different. We went off quick from the off, got our goal and then steamrolled them. But we used to do that to all these teams who came to sit back against us and didn't let them settle. The pressing, again, is something else as well. I'll talk about that in a bit. Like I said, we'll talk about the pressing in a little bit. Uh, but I need a break. I think everyone needs a break. Like my dulcet tones which are very monotone still haven't changed but anyway I blame that on Tottenham this week because my voice is very sore from shouting at them for 90 minutes uh, which seems to be a going thing at the moment whether on TV or I go to the game uh, so take a little break get a cup of tea me get some water to clear my throat out and I'll be back in a bit and we're back so I've had some water, throat is still a little bit sore, but we'll carry on. So let's talk about the pressing, which for some reason has seemingly got non-existent, which if you think back to 16-17 season, before and just after, us and Liverpool were the best pressing teams in the league. I remember the game won all at Liverpool, I can't remember what year, but it was the one where Harry Kane scored when Eriksen just kept it and flicked it in and then Kane turned and scored. But that, that game was literally 100 miles an hour. No one had any time on the ball. As soon as someone got the ball, there was either a red shirt or white shirt on them. They passed to someone else, there's a red shirt, white shirt on them. And it was like that the entire game. It was all pressing, all pressing. Liverpool carried on doing it and got even better at it. And they're reaping the rewards now. And if they don't win the league now... They never, ever will. It's theirs to lose already after 12 games, after that beating of Man City. But stranger things have happened, but the way they're playing, you'd think they've just beaten their big rivals. It's theirs to lose now, but anyway, not talk about Liverpool. Talk about Tottenham. And uh, the pressing has suddenly got non-existent. Sheffield United's goal, the one that counted, fantastic play from them, 23 passes. And for a newly promoted team, undefeated away from home, which... Is a phenomenal record. Chris Chris Wilder has done a fantastic job there, and the players deserve great credit too. But like twenty three passes, if you watch the replay of that whole move, there's not one player other than Lacelso 
like 25 yards from goal, who's, who's closing anyone down and trying to make a tackle. And that goes from Kane all the way back down to the defence with Dyer and, and, and Sanchez. It's, it's fucking awful. From where we were, like it's pressing. It's it's you know, it's lack of effort. As you know, I cannot believe they've been drilled to not press and just let them ha- have free reign of passing. I just can't. And you know, I play football and I'm terrible, but at least I I can try. That's the one thing everybody can do. But yet you look at them; they're all jogging. Like, they may be tired, maybe. I wouldn't have thought so. Like not that tired. The amount of fitness they have. Uh, but this was 60-odd minutes in. It's not like talking like 89 minutes here. This is 60 minutes in, in a game that we dominated possession. So we weren't doing the massive running about. We were chasing back when they hit it long to Moussa and, and, and down the other wing. But there was no pressing at all in that move. And I don't know where that has suddenly dissipated from. We used to do it fantastically. And, and, you know, it's no surprise back in those years we used to score so many late goals because you press, 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 the other team lose concentration and get tired, uh, mentally get tired. Well, we're still sharp, eight, nine minutes in. And then, you know, we capitalise on, on their tiredness. But now we just look lethargic, uninterested. I mean, that is down to the manager. That's partly down to the manager, of course. But, you know, the players have to... You know, you're playing for a badge there, you're playing for a shirt, you get paid ridiculous amounts of money and you can't be bothered to track people down and close people down. Absolute shambles. It doesn't help as well that it, I think 94 games, 94 games ago was the last time Pochettino picked the same team two weeks in a row, two games in a row. Look, that doesn't help. That doesn't help at all. I think for him, certainly, he need and for us, we he needs a settled back four. Like, this is your back four. That's what we're going with. Get some understanding in. For me, what I'd do is Sanchez and Alderweireld. Now Alderweireld wants to go, but so does the Vertonghen seemingly. And out of the two, Alderweireld seems to be the one who, you know, does wear his heart on his sleeve and tries. And I think he's a better defender. Uh, Vertonghen's not a bad defender, but he's had a couple of howlers. Uh, and I do like Sanchez. And with those two's contract going down. He needs game time because he can't not play and the next season just be like you're in the team, you're our number one defender. So he needs game time. So I I would do that. I'd start setting you on at left back. Rose has been awful. Davies isn't very quick. He's he's okay defensively. But certainly in the big, big games, I wouldn't play setting you on because I've got a friend who's a Fulham fan who saw them, went to quite a few games when a... They were in the Premiership and said that Sessegnon got found out a left-back. But whether that's because he's young, whether it's new, I don't, I don't know. So he might have learnt from that. But, you know, play him in a few weaker games. I thought he should have played against Sheffield United. So not against Liverpool if he was fit, which he wasn't. But like, not games like that where we're not going to have much of the ball. But certainly Sheffield United and find his feet in there. So I'd play him right back. I have no idea what's happened to Carl Walker-Peters. Uh, but fourth played against uh, Red Star away, right back. So play him. You know they're both young. You got Alderweireld at the back, so you know he he's the leader in in the back. He hasn't been so much this season, but you know, bear with me. He's the leader there. He he controls that line. Uh, 
I'm glad Gazaniga's getting a ch- chance. Like I said, I think Loris is done at Tottenham now. When he comes back, he just makes too many mistakes. Midfield, Sissoko, strong, but like... The problem with Sissoko is, like I said earlier with a defensive midfielder, his get if you tell him to just sit there, he'll be useless. Because he runs about a lot, but he has no positional sense, really. And and his game is about getting the ball, driving forward. But Ndombele does that. You don't need two. Winks drives forward a little bit and then sprays it out. He can pay, play a 50-yard pass, but it's too lofted. It's not drilled like a Gerard or Scholes did. So it's easy for a defender 50 yards to to get the ball and scout where it's going to go. But Winks, like he showed against Liverpool, can just sit. So I think Ndombele, Winks... But then Undumbele needs to go forward a bit more. So what? Yeah. So maybe Sissoko and Winks. Winks sits. Sissoko can go forward, but then he he can't go too far forward. Undumbele replaces Ericsson. He's got that pass in him. The only problem with Undumbele at the moment is his fitness. He's come from the French league. He's still not match sharp, but you know he needs to be playing games. But he's shown certainly in in the first half at Munich, he, he when he put some through, he can play, he can pick a pass out. Whether he can do a fifty yard pass, switch the play, not sure. That's that's where Eriksson is the only one in our squad that can do it. I'm not saying Ndombele can't, but I haven't seen it so far. Uh, Lamella's injured, but he blows hot and cold. Sometimes he comes on, changes the game. Sometimes he starts, fantastic, and other times he comes on, useless, and other times he starts, useless. More against teams that sit back. He's not really that effective. Although Sheffield United was sat back and the shot that he had right at the end was all about taking people on. So I'd maybe give him a start. Maybe Sun picks himself, Kane picks himself. And Ali, where does Ali fit in? If you sit Ndombele back in the Sissoko position, then Ali sits, plays where Erickson plays. But again, he was... People moaning why he came off for a defender. I understand that to an extent, but he had to come off because he was useless. But for a defender, he was obviously changing the formation. And let's not forget here, even though it was Sheffield United, we were under pressure because they were playing so well. Uh, we started playing after they scored at like the last 10 minutes. But again, that was like the Liverpool game. We only started playing when it was too late. Why? Uh some, and again, the other concern that I have certainly going forward is our goal again came from a mistake. We didn't create anything. It was from a mistake. And, you know, it's no surprise to me that Eriksen not playing well or not playing and our goals are coming from mistakes rather than creative passes and play. So, yeah, January, get a playmaker in. Whether this Dybala is a playmaker, whether we'll even go for him, I don't know. But Undombele is certainly going forward... When he's driving, got the the capabilities to play a pass, a splitting pass. But the playmaker, what we've seen from Eriksson and De Bruyne does it. Scholes used to do it. Gerard towards the end of his career. Uh, Ozil can do it, but he hardly ever plays. And you know, it also requires a playmaker to run around, which he doesn't really want to do. But the playmaker will get the ball. Certainly, when teams sit back, get the ball from the defenders, spray it round, and then he'll switch the play. And then when he joins in, he can play a splitting pass. You know, name me another player in our squad other than Ericsson who, when they're playing well, can do that. We've got some players who can do part part of it. Out of Hill can play the 50-yard pass, but, you know, 
he's a defender. And Dumbele can play the splitting pass through ball. But it's only when he's really driving. I've yet to see him do it 50 yards. Winks can play it 50 yards and, and spread the play. But it's too lofted. So defend, defender can see that coming. Headed out. It needs to be the drilled pass. Uh, yeah, I, I think we're missing Dembele as well. And Dembele reminds me of him. But Dembele was just a class act. Um, but I think... As Leicester showed when they won the league, they weren't the best players in the league at the time. But it was teamwork, togetherness, closing down, pressing as a team, and then confidence builds and then the confidence was impossible to shake. Get our pressing game back. Get our pressing game back. Everyone pressing from defenders up to Kane. Everybody pressing. And, you know, it becomes contagious Play, other players on the opposition team know, oh, we're going to get pressed here, we've got to play it quick. That leads to mistakes, leads to tiredness, you know, and then be clinical. It is strange that we can play like that in the Champions League, albeit against weak teams, but not in the, but not that intensity in the league. But anyway, yeah. But, you know, international break now. I said after the last one, you know, International break, hopefully a chance to regroup and it's not changed. But I think <laughs> this season I started doing this podcast and we've been playing terribly. So I think the first game after the international break is West Ham. If we don't win that, I'll admit possibly I'm a, I'm a bit of a <laughs> bad luck charm. I'll have some time off and hopefully, hopefully that changes because it can't carry on. But yeah, for, for that game, no injuries from international break. Gazaniga, Foyth, Sanchez, Alderweireld, Sessignon. Winks, then Sissoko or Undumbele. Uh And then Ali or Undumbele, depending on who plays in the Sissoko position. Uh, Sun. Kane. I think I've missed one. I think you could have uh, Delhi as well. You can, yeah. Yeah, let me start again. <laughs> uh, Gazaniga, Foyth, Alavild, Sanchez, Sessignon, Winks, Sissoko or Undumbele. Uh, Ali, Sun, Kane. And I've missed one again, I don't know. But yeah, play Undumbele and Sissoko and Ali, play them all. Uh, and then just just take it to West Ham, take it to West Ham. They're struggling as well, I, th- I think it's away from home. But, you know, that might help us out, you know. If we can keep it tight, that will be more of a, in for a good shout to come on, you know, when they're tired, game opens up. I thought what would happen in the Everton game with two teams lacking confidence, but that didn't happen. So maybe it won't happen against West Ham. Maybe it will be a boring one again. But, like, but you know, but we we need that person in front of the defence, whether that's Winks, Asoko, Undumbele, whoever, one of them to sit and not go forward, and and just create some protection for that defence, which is being battered at the moment. Uh. Obviously, as the game opens up, Ali's runs become more effective. Uh, you know, and while I said that, you know, when teams get past our midfielders, it's just the defence left. Undumbele has the capability to go past people, and he has a ball, the final ball at the end of it, which Sissoko can go past people, and then he's like deer in the headlights, doesn't know what to do. Get Kane some chances, and and. You know, get some some chances. He's our only goal threat at the moment with Kane looking pretty off the pace. Uh, but just close people down and actually play like a team and play like you actually want 
you give a shit like you used to. Uh, yeah. And then pick a team, pick 11 players, not the 10 that I suggested both times, but, you know, I don't get paid £5 million a pound a year, so I can't be expected to name 11 players. Uh, but, yeah, pick 11 players that want to play. Not, so, ditch Oreo uh, Rose. Ericsson, he is a tricky one. If he plays well, he picks himself, but he isn't playing well and he's going to be going. So try something different, maybe. Like, you know, like I said, Ndombele in that hole or Ali in that hole in terms of play the playmaker role, but can he ping a 50 yard pass? Can he switch the play? Is he clever enough to do that? Mm, not sure. Not sure. Ndombele, he's not going to be running back, getting the ball, springing it, pinging it out, and then jogging up to play, jogging, passing the ball, jogging to where he's played it to get it back. He's not that kind of player. Celso, he's a cute footballer, nice cute passes, but I'm not sure he's got that 50-yard pass. He's similar to Sun, I think, although he played in the middle where Sun plays out wide and in his game he's get the ball quick. And that's the other thing without like an Ericsson or a playmaker there. Sun becomes almost like ineffective because there's no one to give him the ball quickly, get him one-on-one with the defender instantly. That's what De Bruyne does for City, gives it to Sterling instantly. He's one-on-one, skins him, then they have a chance. Uh, But yeah, and just sort it out quickly, because otherwise we're going to be in a relegation battle here. Ridiculous to say when we were in the Champions League final, like, like, you know, (laughs) less than four months ago, but that's the way it's going, and, you know, just get the closing and the teamwork down and then the rest should follow and get some confidence going and beat West Ham into, I think, the Chelsea game. But just start playing as a team and play the players who want to fucking be there. Out of Ild, I, I realise, maybe doesn't want to be there, but you see his uh, body language and everything. He looks like he wants to be there even though he's going to leave, so he's going to try, which I'm not sure you could say same with Vertonghen. Rose, Aurea. So, yeah, that's the team I'd pick. Yeah, with one or two that are either or. But, yeah, that's what I'd do. And then just tell them to close people down, put the pressure on West Ham early. And, and you know, because otherwise Pochettino's going to lose his job or he's just going to walk when someone else comes knocking. But, yeah, bad times. But... It's not all doom and gloom because it is only 12 games in. You know, you can go on a run. We ain't going to win the league. Top four looks really unrealistic now. But, like, you know, you never know. Like, previous seasons gone by, no one seems to want the top four. Out of the last 10 games, hardly anyone wins anything. So if you can get on a run, go up the league, you never know. But we need to start it quickly and get some confidence going. So that's it for this week. Uh... For a couple of weeks, actually, the international break. Thank God, give my throat a rest. Like I said, if we don't win the game after the international break, I'm going to have to have a rest for maybe a month and see if that can change our fortunes. Uh, but again, you know, after this game, you know, one all against Sheffield United was not a fair result because Sheffield United deserved to win. Uh, and that's pretty depressing when uh, it's a team who were in a Champions League final not four months ago and have been Champions League regulars for about four seasons. But anyway... Something's got to change. We've got to get back to basics. Like I've said, actually defend properly, play like a team, close people down, play players that want to fucking be there. Uh, But that's it for this week. Uh, 
an international break, like I say. So Spurs can't ruin our weekends. England can, but not Spurs. Uh, but, you know, let's not get any injuries and come back more focused, hopefully, with the London derby. And that will show if players want to fucking be there because the London derby is all... Generally, form goes out the window. It's about who wants it more. Uh, so I do worry about that based on previous performances. But, you know, come on, you Spurs. We can, we can turn this round. Pochettino can turn it round. And then we can be in a good position by Christmas. So, again, come on, you Spurs. I'll see you in two weeks. Thank you.